You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. Um, and man, we just had the 40 hours practice going on right now. Um, they're about to start. We just finished with Kyle Shanahan's press conference before practice, which I kind of like this pace. I feel like we get a little bit more content. Kyle going before practice. You got the practice and you got the players and other coaches jumping in afterwards. And, man, we got a lot of healthy updates today. 49ers signed two new players. We're going to break that down. We're going to hear from Kyle. We're going to hear from Trey. We're going to hear from Charvarius Ward. And we're going to get a lot of updates on players who we've had question marks on for health reasons. What those timelines are, Jason Verrett, Mike McGlinchey, Aziz, um, Ken Law, all those different players. And a lot of receiver new insight or development, um, really top to bottom across the entire roster. I want to say thank you to everybody, all the hashtag CCs in here. Appreciate it, man. I'm seeing people from all over the place. What's up, Kim? Uh, glad that you are here, my friend, all the way over from Denmark. We got Coach Cruz, Shache, Adam, man, I love it. Lots more. Tim Ford, what's up, my friend? Um, now, remember, we're giving away a free uh, – that's what we do here. We give away a lot of stuff. But we're giving away a free Trent Williams – jersey the new jersey um all you got to do is the most hashtag ccs in a seven day span we started tuesday we're going to tuesday so um get your hashtag ccs in there the more live shows you join the more chance you have to win phil uh the man himself and 49ers faithful forever i think are two of the guys in the lead right now but we're tallying those at the end of every single show so appreciate the support there get your hashtag cc's in and again that's a gift from an anonymous patreon uh member that is not me i'm just a vessel passing on free stuff making you guys look good uh we gotta look good speaking of looking good you guys notice uh we got a new backdrop baby uh for the 2022 season we got our new logo up we got uh, our new prime sponsor, my bookie. They're coming back for this season. They helped support uh, the purchase of this, which is awesome. Really excited about this new year. And as the conversation keeps going, you know, with Kyle Shanahan, all these things, golly, man, we got two new players to talk about. Um, one, most fans probably know a little bit about. 
and one player that most fans probably haven't heard of before. The first is wide receiver Willie Sneed. Um, the 49ers moved on from Tazier Mack and brought in a veteran, and this is kind of what happens every single year when you get to training camp. Um, you know, you you go with high upside early and inexperienced and drafted free agents. You want to see the ceiling and all those things. But as camp starts to draw to a close, we have a little bit less time for the learning swing of things, the learning curve. And so you're going to bring in veterans that are going to be able to step in and be able to participate if you need to. Now, this is not going to be the last two moves. Trust me on that. This is where you start to cycle the back end of the roster. Now, why do you do that? Tazir Mack, for example, who, who just got released, he could come back. There's no doubt about it. But instead of just having, right, you have 90 players right now, you get to keep 53 plus another 16 on your practice squad. So, you know, instead of those 70 players only, what happens is you start to cycle through and you build your familiarity with your system from 70 players. You're at 90, you're going to cut down to 70, but 90 to 100, right? So it just gives you a larger pool, worst case scenario, emergency situation, you lose three wide receivers, you know, whatever. You bring guys like Tazier Mack back. That's the whole plan. So who's Willie Steed? What do we know about him? Um, he's accomplished a lot in his career. Undrafted free agent, um, you know, played at Ball State, which I love. A 5'11", 200 pounds, Willie Sneed, um, you know, he – He's 29, about to be 30 years old, veteran guy, and he's played a lot. Um, he's played a lot. Uh, he was with New Orleans Saints for three years, Baltimore for three years. Last year was on the Panthers and the Raiders. Never put up a 1,000-yard season, but got close several times. Uh, his best season, his rookie year, stepped in with Drew Brees and just hit the ground running. 69 catches, nice. 984 yards, three touchdowns. The following year, 72 catches, 895 yards, four touchdowns. And never really replicated much more than that. But did play with Lamar Jackson. So he's played with mobile quarterbacks. He's played with, you know, pocket quarterbacks. He's got a lot of experience. Just kind of a sure-handed wide receiver that's not great at anything. Jack-of-all-trades type of a guy. That could catch on. Do I have him making the roster? I do not. But these are the type of players that you want to be able to step in, especially with the inexperienced quarterback. Uh, you got an inexperienced quarterback and inexperienced wide receivers. That's where things can kind of get complicated. And small mistakes can turn into very, very big mistakes. Now, right here, 40 hours faithful forever. Rather have D.D. Westbrook. The 49ers had him in his workout as well. So he is on the short list. So some of those back-end undrafted free agent guys, if they don't step up, yeah, D.D.'s a name that's been linked to the 49ers for, I think, two, three years now. Um, so it, definitely, uh, it's a possibility. I don't think that it's over. Um, yeah, Josh, I see this. My brother's a big Patriots fan and he says, Mac is struggling. Yeah. It, the report coming out is that, you know, it looks like he maybe has stepped back a little bit, but I'm going to tell you this right now. It's not a good Patriots team. It's not, it's really not a good Patriots team. Um, they loaded up all their talent last year, free agency, but they didn't get any stars. There's a lot of B grade players. That's not necessarily an insult, but we kind of saw something like this coming. We knew Mac Jones was kind of tapped out coming in from college. He could still be great. You know, lots of people, Trey Lance is struggling through training camp, right? Uh, it's, it, camp reports aren't everything. He's a baller. Mac is a good damn quarterback. Do I like him? I don't glad that the 49ers didn't pick him, but 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are going to be that great this year. Um, I just, I, I really, really don't. I, I just, I don't, I just don't, I don't. Dan, he says, John, remind me of your projections with safety. I heard Dante Johnson was getting some more. Yeah, that's where I think he should be. I do not have Dante Johnson making the roster, the 53, but he will be around for a long time. He didn't make the roster last year either. Um, he's nobody wants Dante Johnson besides the 49ers, and that's okay. I hope that he becomes a coach with us. But yeah, I want him at safety. I don't want him playing any other position, special teams and safety. I do not want him playing nickel. Maybe if you have a bigger nickel or a non-burner, I'm sorry, a bigger slot wide receiver, so like a matchup game, but like if it's Cooper Cup or Tyler Lockett or Rondell Moore, I do not want Dante Johnson playing any nickel corner. That's just a bad matchup. But if you're playing against a team that has somebody like a Jawan Jennings, perhaps, that I'd be fine with that because I think he's good in run fits. Uh, but the speed is where, you know, older corners kind of struggle and that's where they go. They usually go to safety. So that's where I want him. I hope that's where he stays. Um, I hope that's where he stays now. Also, uh, man, we're going to be giving away two tickets to training camp training camp sold out. Uh, but I'm giving away two tickets on Patreon. If you're over there and I want to give away two tickets today. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be for the Tuesday practice. Um, the Tuesday practice. Also want to say we have a show today at 3.30 p.m. with the 49ers Cutback Crew. That's on Patreon only. So we have a Patreon only live show uh, today at 3.30. They're at camp right now. So we're going to get an immediate camp feedback. If you're on Patreon, uh, that link is up there and you'll be able to catch that as soon as we go live today. Um, now let's jump into some clips because I want to allow Kyle Shanahan to kind of walk us through um, this entire journey on what this show's going to be about. And the first thing that I want to tackle is players coming back from injuries and what those timelines are. Now, the question was asked about McClinchy, and this is really, really interesting because the way Shanahan groups all these players coming back from injury, um, there's really two separate tiers. You got McGlinchey, you got Aziz, you got Ken Law. They're together. Then you've got Jason Verrett, who's in a timeline by himself and we'll get to that later but first the question was just about McGlinchey and you can hear Kyle throw other players in there with him and you, you can't see anything wrong with him out there he talks about being pain-free and stuff so it's been great um, so I picture him kind of in the same boat as Ken Law same boat as Green Law as these um, guys who have some big offseason stuff who are doing great but we got to monitor their reps and stuff so they don't have that wear and tear as we ease them back in did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So again, right now it's not necessarily about how good any of those players look in drills. That's not what it is. It's about health. Because the way coming back from an injury is tough. Um, because one, you have to get your body physically ready to where, okay, your knee or your quad or your ankle or your hamstring or whatever it is you hurt, that's in the past. So first you have to get healthy. That's step one. Now step two, you got to be in football shape. That's a completely different thing. You could be completely help, healed from whatever it is that was injured and not be ready to play football. Now you got to get into football shape, and that's the difference between Jason Verrett. I got something crazy going on outside over here. Uh, anyway, we're going to keep going. Uh, so, like, let's go now to Jason Verrett and his timeline. I'm in the camp. We'd love to get him ready for week one. I think that's his mindset, um, and so I'll never go against him on that. But um, I'm definitely ready if he's not ready for week one to get him to whenever he's ready. If he comes back week one, week four, week eight, at the end of the year, um, that guy is, everyone knows how talented and good of a player he is, but um, he's one of the best leaders on our team too. So, um, you know, I thought our first year we had him here, it was similar. And I thought we brought him back a hair too early because he was healthy, but he just wasn't, didn't have his legs back quite yet. And he got thrown in that game versus, I think, Pittsburgh in week three. He got beat on a go route, and that's when we saw his, he, he wasn't quite there yet. And then it's hard to start back. Uh, so we definitely don't want to do anything too soon and give him the time to get back to being Jason. That's a telling, you know, that's a pretty big, not indictment, I don't think is the right word, but tell and how the 49ers are going to handle Jason Verrett. Again, you remember they brought him back early that one time he got toasted twice. Then they just sat him for the rest of the year. And it was like, man, we're going to ruin this guy if we don't let him get right. So I truly do believe, and this is something that I've been on as well. I know Jason Verrett's working his tail end off. There's videos of him. He looks good sprinting back and forth. You know, he, he looks healthy. The 49ers don't need him right now. They don't. They are five strong on the outside alone. If you just look at Charvarius Ward, right? Emmanuel Mosley is your two outside starters. Diamador Lenore, I would put third right now as far as just camp performances. Ambry Thomas has struggled big time. And Tariq Castro Fields. You've got five quality. And Kader Holman, who, let's be honest, he got works uh, with the ones <laughs> just a couple days ago. It has been awesome on special teams. So you don't need Verrett right now. You don't. And if you do make Verrett active and you don't want to play him early week one, you lose one of those other guys I just mentioned. So why not do best of both worlds? 
I mean, Kyle literally just said, if he's not ready till the end of the season, that's okay. Keep him on the pup. Then he doesn't count as a roster spot on your initial 53. It's chess, not checkers. I f I'm not counting Jason Verrett on the initial 53-man roster. Now, if he goes on the pup, that means he's going to be sitting for the first six weeks. And that's okay. It means he cannot come off no matter what. But you don't need him early. You're going to need Jason Verrett when the crap hits the fan and you lose one or two corners in a week because of concussion protocol, COVID, whatever, doesn't matter. So the playbook on Verrett, man, it, it's got to be chill. Just chill and wait. Open in December. <laughs> like just, just let him get back to be not just ready, not just football shape, but eager Beyond hell, this dude has lost, I think it was four or five seasons of his career in weeks one or two, or before the, the even training camp started. So, man, just pump the brakes. We're, we're here for a long time. Um, also a good time. Shout out to Drake there. Um, now, and I wanted to play this clip because it just makes me happy. One, Charverius Ward I love. Um, he talked about Verrett in the locker room and the impact Jason Verrett has had on him. And this is the, you know, 49ers new cornerback number one. Uh, JV, um, like I said, he been, um, I, I've been a fan of him like way since I was in college. Like I think I wore the number two in college because of Jason Verrett. So I've been a fan of, of his like, but he's just been dropping knowledge on us. You know, uh, I can't wait till he get healthy and get back out there with us. And I know he still got in him. Like he's been going through adversity, like a lot of his career. And he's still like love the game. He bring a different mentality to our room. Like he, you know, I can't wait to get back out there. He's a big dog for sure. I love it, man. And so th the positive impact he's having, even though he's not even activated yet, I think that's important. Um, and I think I think it's a big deal. I love Verrett. No doubt, once he gets into the starting lineup, he's not going anywhere. He's just that good of a competitor. But you don't have to rush him in. Not now. Later, allow it to develop. Allow it to develop. Allow it to develop. Now, I want to talk about the second player uh, that the 49ers brought in, and this is going to be our uh, giveaway. So here's the giveaway question, okay? The 49ers just signed offensive line Jordan Mills. Now, here's – I'm going to give you a question. The first one to answer gets free tickets to 49ers training camp on Tuesday. Now, don't answer the question if you – can't go. <laughs> I understand a lot of people have, you know, work and all that kind of stuff where they don't live in the Bay Area and can't make it anyway. So this is a question just for those that can make it to Tuesday's training camp. Um, or how about this? I'll even I'll, I'll open this up. If you know the answer, put uh, stars next to your name, right? What is the what uh, the uh, shift eight? Put stars next to your name so we can know that you know your stuff. But stars next to it if you cannot make it to training camp. First one to get this correct without stars next to it gets to go to training camp on Tuesday. What college did Jordan Mills play for before uh, he got brought into the NFL? He was drafted in the fifth round by the Chicago Bears in 2013. Where did Jordan Mills, the offensive lineman, play college ball? Um, now, let, let's dive into Jordan Mills as those answers come in. And let's let's talk about what he brings. He's an offensive tackle, six foot five, three sixteen. Um, so you know, perfect, you know, prototypical size for a zone run team, a Shanahan blocking system. And he he's played in a lot. You know, fifth round pick, as I said, eighty seven career starts. He's older. I think he is. Yeah, he's thirty one, about to be thirty two. 
And so he's played for the Bears, Bills, Cardinals, and Saints. Um, and sorry if you guys could hear that noise. I think my neighbors started doing their yard work. Um, so I apologize uh, if, if they could hear that. Oh, what's up? Uh, that is, I see the correct answer in there. Um, I, I'm hoping Warren can make it. Congratulations, Warren. Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs, baby, uh, is the correct answer. Uh, so, uh, Warren, if you can make it to training camp on Tuesday, I just need you to email me your email address, and I will get those tickets sent over to you. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of positive answers. I love it. Uh, Black Season, what's up, man? Kim, what's up? Louisiana Tech is correct. So I'll transfer those tickets over to you, Warren. You just got to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Um, I just need your first, last name, and email address to transfer those to you. So Warren, email me at 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Um, congratulations, Warren. That is awesome. And I, I love how uh, – oh, he's in New Jersey. Oh, no. Warren, come on, man. That's okay, man. I'm glad that you got it. Uh, so congratulations, but then I don't think you're going to be able to fly across the <laughs> country to make it to uh, that. So I'll tell you what. Whoever puts I can go in the chat first that can make it to trading camp, you get those two free tickets. Compliments of Warren. Oh, you're good, man. You're great, Warren. No issues. No issues at all. Just glad you're here. Um so just put, I can go and uh, I will get those tickets transferred to you. So Jordan Mills, what's, what's the whole plan here? Um, again, deep veteran with a lot of experience that could step in and play almost right away. This is, do I expect him to make the roster? I do not. Is this an indictment of another player? I don't think so. I, I don't see it that way. Um, I think they're trying to get as many tackles in there. If you wanted to say like, okay, who lost? Why were they bringing him in here? I would say Jordan school, uh, Justin school. Sorry. That would be the big one where I would be like, you know what? That's probably the biggest issue right now because it doesn't seem like he has solidified himself as a swing tackle spot. Jalen Moore, Colton McKivitt still fighting for that as well, but this would be like a, maybe a practice squad type guy or a veteran guy. If a couple injuries happened, at that position. Um, so now let's transfer. Let's do a whole wide receiver kind of gauntlet almost because Shanahan spent a lot of time talking about wide receivers and make no mistake. Brandon Ayuk is having the best camp of any 49er, not just wide receiver, not just offensive player, any wide receiver, not any Nick Bosa. Um, and so Shanahan kind of dove deeper into what Ayuk looks like and what he's changed. It's just, He's he's developing and all the stuff he needed to do to get better. I mean, he comes off the ball every play. He runs full speed every play. Uh, he's not slow playing stuff anymore. He's not sitting there and fighting with guys with his hands. He's doing it with his feet, with his hips, um, creating edges by running, breaking down. Um, he, if you want to get open and sleep, you got to you got to be so violent and on how you run and putting your knees into the ground and everything. And that's hard on guys a lot. They do that like three days in a row, and sometimes they got to take a week off. Um, that's why it's so crucial how these guys prepare. Um, and it's hard when we're not around them. But um, B.A., he did it all when he was away from us. He did it all throughout OTAs, and his body can handle everything he's doing. And that's why he's getting better right now. And I think that's huge. You know, I think that's really, really important is that the body of work, you remember Doghouse last year because of the blocking and kind of all those things. This dude has taken it freaking, man, 100% by the horns. He's freaking doing it. I love it. And so I'm excited about that. Now, oh, what's up? Here we go, Big Papa. I love it. I can go. All right, Big Papa, I know you got my email. 
uh, email me. I'll get those transferred over to you, my friend. Um, yeah, I want somebody to have a good time. Now, I want a camp report. Uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I just want you to go have fun. I know that you had a good time. Um, I think you went the other day as well, which is awesome. Um, so here is the quarterback, Trey Lance, talking about Ayuk and just kind of what makes him different. I mean, Brandon had a great offseason. I thought this year we got to spend a lot of time together, um, you know, this spring and especially this summer between OTAs and, and camp now. Um, I got to, you know, get to know him better, which which helped me out a lot, um, and also a few of the other receivers as well. Uh, yeah, the first time we trained, I don't know, if you know anything about Brandon, he doesn't talk a lot. So the first, first couple of times we worked out together, um, he didn't talk to me at all, like right after I got drafted. Um, he said, what's up to me? And we went to work. Uh, but I kind of just just learned really quickly. That's kind of how he carries himself. Uh, he's about his work. He's about business when he's when he's on the field um, and even when he's not. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we've gotten really close this offseason, and I'm super excited for him this year. You watch, like, the highlights from, like, camp reports that they put out, the 49ers. Every other play is Brennan Ayuk. Every other play. Uh, I mean, whether he's covered, he's open, you know, making diving catches, what it doesn't matter. It's just you see number 11. So just get ready. We've been telling you for a long time, IU's going to have a great year. It's coming. It's coming. Debo's going to have a great year, no doubt about it. We have, I did number four today on the 40 hours roster countdown. Almost done from 90 all the way to four. Um, did Debo's uh, th early this morning. That's going to come out later today. Uh, mid-afternoon again remember 3 30 p.m today we have our patreon only live show with 49ers cutback uh their camp report they're there and what they're seeing so not one not two but three coaches uh breaking down what they're seeing which i'm excited about um now the other wide receivers not named debo because again he's still progressing slowly they're phasing him in slowly especially somebody with so many issues you know, with injuries, soft tissue, ankles, hamstrings, whatever, that, again, you take your time with Debo. Yeah, he's in shape, but you don't need to rush that back, which means Juwan Jennings continues to shine. Uh, you know, there were two players that Kyle Shanahan singled out as having the best minicamp uh, um, in OTAs, and that was Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk. Now Kyle goes a little further talking about what Jennings continues to do better than almost anybody else. Brave versus people and how they move. And Juwan is a little unusual in his movement, so it doesn't jump off to everyone. But if you watch him, um, he creates an edge on people every single play. And and when he doesn't, he never stops running. So he's violent and big enough that he fights through everything. And then when he has the hands, even when he's covered, he's stepping back to the ball, um, which was similar to KB in that way. Um, but Juwan was is a little unorthodox in his movement, but... I feel if you talk to the corners out there and stuff, he's been the toughest one to cover. I think BA's. Yeah, again, Juwan Jennings being one of the toughest ones to cover. Why? I'm telling you, Stevie Johnson. You guys remember him? Buffalo, he came over here for a year. Um, sometimes you can't, you know, measurements don't always tell the story. The combine's great, but Cooper Cup, right, doesn't make sense in the combine. Now, is Juwan Jennings Cooper Cup? No, he's not. But – it doesn't tell the whole story. You you want the metrics and all these things and the film to tell you something. Sometimes players just have something that works all the time. And that's where Jawan Jennings falls into. You know, I mean, size, speed, all those things. Again, there's more to the story. He's able to create separation and he's able to create 
I don't know. It, like he talks about this edge, right? You know, whenever I would coach my players, whether on the defense or offensive side, it, on the offensive side, you want to maintain a two-way go, all right? Inside, outside break at all times. On a defensive side, you want to hold the edge to force them to only have a one-way go, playing inside out or outside in, right? So if I'm a defender and I'm going to tackle a running back or I'm at a corner and I'm guarding a wide receiver, I want to force them to bracket them into where I want them to go. Some guys, it's almost impossible to do, right? It's a basketball crossover move. Shanahan even went on. Somebody asked a question like, "Who generate? who's one of the best separation-wide receivers you ever co- um, coached? And he said Jordan Reed, the tight end. And if you ever watched Jordan Reed play, that dude would be doing like literal basketball moves. Like he would literally do this on his route and act like he was like bouncing the ball between his legs. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shanahan talked about how KB was like that. Um, Jordan Reed was like that. And Juwan Jennings is like that. Some players just, they could just cross them over. You know what I mean? Oh, what's up? Uh, Black Black Caesar, I love it, man. Appreciate the gift. Uh, he says, now that the 49ers have a lot of firepower in regards to pass catchers, what's the over-under for Kittle's targets? Man, that's a good, good question. Let me see. Let me... Uh, let me break out and see, I I just did this on my roster countdown. So I want to make sure I answer this correctly. So give me just a quick second. Here's my George Kittle write up on him. And, you know, I think, I don't think that he has to go crazy. I just don't see it. I don't think it's needed. Um, but I got him getting 75 catches, 950 yards and seven touchdowns. So if we look at, again, here we go. I got this right here. We can do this. So if we look at what he did last year, right, um, just targets in how that looked last year. Because here, here was the breakdown, okay? Debo got 121. Kittle got 94. Ayuk got 84. I got Debo's targets basically going up a little bit because he turned into a running back last year. I've got Ayuk's targets going up a little bit. I've got Kittle basically staying almost the exact same. He's going to be right around that 90 to 100 targets, but that's not a bad thing. 
I, I don't think that it is. And so if I was a Vegas odds better, I'd set it at, I'd set it at 92 because of injuries and whatever else. So like I would say 92 and a half, that would be the over under maybe even lower. It might be 89 and a half. Um, that's where I would set the over under at. And I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. You know, you look at Kittle, he didn't break a thousand yards, but he was the fourth most receiving yards for any tight end in the league. And the three that were ahead of him are all split out tight ends. It wasn't even like Kittle's he's classified as a tight end, but he's a true tight end. Most of those other guys are just wideouts. They're slot receivers. Mark Andrews is not a tight end. I know like he might put his hand down, but he ain't blocking. That dude don't like to block at all. Um, and so like it's weird that he's, you know, put into those categories and classified as such, but I I'm not even worried about it. Uh, not even a little bit. Frank said, Who is cornerback three and four? If we're just talking outside, Frank, I would say Diamador Lenore and Ambry Thomas would be three and four. If you're throwing in the nickel corner job, Darquez Denard, then Samuel Womack would be those two right there. Probably number three would be Dante Johnson, uh, just as the slot corner rotation. Um, eventually, though, yes, CJ. Uh, Jason Verrett will be number three, but as we talked about before on the show, I don't think he's making the initial 53. I think that he is going to be on the pup list um, so that you can save one of those other corners and then bring him on when he's ready. Now, we talked about wide receiver three, who is Juwan Jennings. What about the rookie? Uh, Danny Gray. I love this response from Kyle because <laughs> rookie wide receivers, man. Uh, th- here, this is this is awesome. I love this clip from Kyle. He's coming along. I mean, he's got his rookie stuff, just like all of them pretty much do usually. Um, but I've liked how he's responded. You know, it's pretty much guaranteed that a rookie, especially a rookie receiver, is going to do something to bother me in every practice. Um, and that's how, but. That's how you coach guys to get them better. And I've really been impressed with him that every time we get on him for something and um, the next day he responds, he doesn't feel sorry for himself. He doesn't think we're picking on him. Um, He hears us, he listens, and he goes out and usually fixes it the next day. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, A rookie receiver usually does something every day to make me mad. Like, Receivers are hard transition um, from the NFL in. Now, I know that we've seen some crazy, you know, stats go up for rookies across the board. You know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, whatever. That's fine. But, no, it's 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 not like that's the, you know, mode of operations for all rookies. It's not. This is a late third-round guy that has a very good set of skills that fits with Trey Lance does. But, man, he's got to overcome a lot of guys ahead of him. Veterans like Ray-Ray McLeod. Veterans like Juwan Jennings now. So you can take your time. You don't have to have him right now. Almost similar to Jason Verrett, but it's not an injury issue. It's a, look, man, if you mess up at wide receiver, that's a turnover. You are a big play wide receiver that we want you to step in and stretch the defense vertically. But if you step in and make mistakes on these option routes and you know misread things and your breaks are wrong, we're turning the ball over. So until he can build that trust with Shanahan, it's going to be a slow start, as it is with almost all rookie wide receivers that aren't first-round picks, even second-round picks. I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, so you, you don't want to look too much into that. But any positive news on him, and he's got some big plays in this past week, which is awesome. Any big plays is great news. Um, and so you just got to wait. You just got to wait. You got to be patient here. And remember, 
the t-shirts that i'm selling below this video right um i got drafted by the 49ers all i got was this red shirt don't expect a lot of involvement weeks one or two just do not it's gonna take him time now i do think that danny gray is going to get a lot a lot of snaps in the preseason and that's going to be fun that's going to kind of be the barometer on how well and how consistent that's what you got to pay attention to we all care about the highlights we care about the flash no, no, no. That's not what Shanahan and this coaching staff's about. It's about consistency and limiting mistakes. So if he can do that, he's going to play. Uh, if he can't prove to be consistent and make the right reads, eh, that's going to change a little bit, right? So that's where he'll he'll have to wait and develop. Now, this question has been asked of Kyle Shanahan repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly for two years straight. So much so, uh, I just finished doing a Football 101 series for our Patreon. haven't uploaded it yet. I'm going to finish uploading that right after uh, this episode. Once we finish the cuts and all that stuff, it usually takes another hour on top of that. But uh, I'm going to have this up today for sure, my Football 101 series. And the question is this. Do you have to change the playbook for Trey Lance? Gosh, why do people not listen? People just don't listen. Here's Kyle's response. Um, I mean, you do the same stuff, and you just, add, you just got a couple more elements. Um, when you have a threat of a, a running quarterback, um, that can change defenses. And when you see how it changes them, then you adjust to that. But, um, you know, we had stuff in last year. We've worked on stuff. And even when you do stuff that seems different to everyone else, it's – the exact same play to the line. It's the exact same play to the running back. It's the exact same play to the receivers. But if they don't count for him, then he gets to run. Um, so it doesn't really change as much as it seems. It's the same playbook. It really, really is. Uh, little bitty wrinkles can change, and it might look different, but it's the same play. And so for my Football 101 series over on Patreon, if you haven't joined yet, please go do so. Best way to support the show, best content that we put out. Uh, I mean, it's 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 everything. Plus, we got our extra bonus show today as well. So what I'm doing is breaking down zone read in the same game. So what I tried to do is I went to week four against Seattle, where Jimmy started first half. Trey Lance came in second half. That's one of the times Jimmy got hurt last year. And so I found similar plays, not the exact plays, um, first half, second half between Jimmy and how the defense responded to what's called the zone replay. So I break down what the zone read is, what the philosophy is, what the reads are, and you could just – it's so diametrically opposed the way in which the defense responds to these two plays. And it, I don't know. I, I I hope that I conveyed a good job of showing the differences from a personnel standpoint on the defensive side and how it shows what true 11 versus 11 is in the run game. Because when you don't have a mobile quarterback, he just kind of sits there. Um, so that, that was the whole idea behind that. And so I'm hoping that we could show that because it just opens things up. And that's really what it did. Same play. You don't have to call different plays. We called zone replays with Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, it, it just, it just looks different. looks different. Same play. Uh, just looks different. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So, uh, that's over there on Patreon. Now let's go a little bit nostalgic. I, I love it, man. Bryant Young, um, one of my childhood heroes. Um, you know, I ended my playing days, uh, uh as a nose tackle. Uh, I was a small school in Texas. We weren't very good. Um, and so like I was one of the bigger kids, even though I went the big, I graduated at 195, but, um, like I was one of the stronger guys. So they put me, you know, I was shade, uh, and I loved watching Bryant Young. 
And so Kyle was asked, you know, what are you guys going to get to watch, you know, the Bryant Young speech and all that kind of stuff that's going on this week as he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I love this answer. And so we're we got we got two fun and nostalgic answers here from Kyle Shanahan. I don't know what time it's at. Um, usually it's during our walkthroughs, so I got to see. I mean, we missed a lot of Johns last year um, with that. So we'll replay it for people. Um, but, I mean, I love BY. I was a ball boy when he got drafted. Um and he talk about a rookie who comes in who doesn't act like a rookie. Um, that guy was a man from day one. Um, and for me to even know that as a seventh grader, I mean, it shows how unusual it was and how much he stuck out. Um, I think that was our Super Bowl year. Um, and then just how long of a career he had. I got to see him in Atlanta. He'd come out and um, he was tight with Q, so he got to work with us a little bit. And he was a guy I tried to bring here a few years ago. Just the situation wasn't right at the time. But B.Y. is so deserving as a player and one of the – most impressive people too. That seems to be one of the things that continues to come across with Bryant Young is the man that he is, uh, you know, overcoming uh, his major injury, winning comeback player of the year, winning a Super Bowl in 94, all those things. Now, another follow-up question was asked, is there another player that stands out that came in as a rookie that was a man right from the start? And Shanahan just shook his head and goes, Bosa. Bosa, like that dude was a professional. I think he said at eight years old, uh, which I, I thought was great. But again, you know, how do you hold the past and the present intention? The Bosa effect, whatever he showed up, and you go from, you know, second overall pick to the Super Bowl. Now it's not all Bosa. There was a lot more to it than that. But yeah, Bosa was one of, if not the largest factor in that. I mean, dude was unreal just as a rookie. But that's who Bryant Young was. And the difference that he made, that 1994 49ers team might be one of the best ever of all time. I mean, just laid waste to people uh, nonstop. And Kyle was asked, you know, again, he was in seventh grade during that time. He was the ball boy. What do you remember about that 1994 49ers team? And gosh, man, this is, it puts a smile on my face. I, I love remembering this. And, I, and for the younger crowd that maybe wasn't around or doesn't remember the 1994 year, it was it was special. A lot of it, yep. That's most of the stuff I remember is football stuff. Um, but that, that was such a fun year. I mean, they brought in William Floyd, um, bar none, competing um, um, with Rathman. Um, they had all the receivers. You had, I mean, then Dion wasn't there in camp, but I think he came week three. You had Ken Norton Jr. who just got there for the first year, which changed everything. You had older veterans like Gary Plummer coming in who were awesome. Um, Richard Dent um, gave his rookie a, gave one of the rookie receivers his golf club for some fishing derby putting thing, and he dropped the golf club and it went in a lake. Um, and he offered someone two hundred dollars that they'd go find it the next day. So the next day, I went over there with goggles and shoes and went swimming in a nasty lake um, and got that golf club and got two hundred dollars. It was awesome. Um, but that, I mean, that was so cool. I mean, Ricky Jackson. Um, everybody, Eric Davis, I mean, there was, that was as cool of a thing to be around as I can remember. That's freaking awesome, man. Like that's my childhood. I went there, uh, but that's my childhood. I was born 82. So I, I was a chubby little uh, Chapman wearing, you know, all my Jerry Rice gear, all my 49ers gear every day, walking around Dallas, uh, people talking trash. And I think that's where I kind of got like my, I loved football way before that. You know, in Texas, we started playing much younger age. But um, 
like it was just it's it became me it, it was i was a diehard 90 niners fan before 94 but living in dallas that year oh my gosh man uh i remember my mom telling me like you got to wash your jerseys more you, you smell a little bit uh but yeah bar none man like that was that was awesome freaking mm, throw the hands up baby william floyd uh just makes me really really happy it these are the type now is this team the 2022 49ers is is it on that caliber i don't think so yet but i think we're closer to that style of roster and perhaps degree of excellence than we are what we've seen in the past um and and that makes me happy and what i mean by that is yeah, I think I said I went off on this a little bit last episode too. So I, I don't want to, you know, keep going back to this. But the idea is this you better freaking enjoy this time. Not many teams have five pro bowlers on their rock or five all pros on their roster with a young quarterback with this type of ceiling, with this energy, with this coaching staff and an adhesive group of everybody freaking just being chill. Look at the division. Just look at the division. Arizona Cardinals, good gosh, that's bad news bears written all over them. They're having one of the worst offseasons ever. Rams lost eight starters. Eight. Now, did they get a couple back? Sure. Their quarterbacks have an arm fatigue issues, all that stuff. Seattle, they don't even have a damn quarterback. Hope we don't let them have one for free. But, like, not say the 40 hours is going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. But, golly, man, we should feel very, very, very thankful with where the 49ers are positioned. And when the 49ers are heading, everything is pointing up. Everything is pointing up. Now we got to see how they can do with it. Doesn't mean it's going to be a great year. We felt the same way going into 2020. You got to play the games. Um, but, man, I'm happy. And I, I love this. I love the tension of the past and the present with this franchise. With, you know, Father Shanahan, Son Shanahan, with B.Y., Bosa. Ah. It's awesome, man. Hopefully you're enjoying this time, this offseason, because it's going to be fun. And we got a game next Friday. We have a game within seven days. Seven days. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, join us today at 3.30 on Patreon. Um, we got that live show, live Q&A. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a much more intimate setting, uh, but I think that it's a very, very extra added bonus. We're doing it once a week. Uh, it's for the Steve Young tier and above over on Patreon. Head over there. We got our two monthly Zoom hangouts, all kinds of stuff. And I'm excited about this. We got a lot of content coming your way. And just want to say thank you guys for the show. Really, really do enjoy hanging out with you guys and talking this stuff. But until next time, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.